0: Hola, bienvenidos. This is Jaws Blake of the Painter Falls podcast. This is episode 115. I'm excited to tell you so much about this new book that just came out that I put out, Jinchi. It's about us and me and life and growing and healing. Yeah, can't wait. So good ass. I, um, put out a new book. (laughs) It's, uh, called Genshi. Um, G-E-N-T-E. It means, uh, people, but but like informal. Like, you're my people. My Genshi. My Genshi. Uh, it's an abstract book at first, and then it kind of dips into surrealism, in addition to adding a lot of the ideas of kind of the stuff that I've come up with since working on all my abstract stuff. It's really this kind of beautiful love letter to mom, my dog, and just like who passed away sadly. And just all these things, you know? Like we do so much to kind of grow forward and sometimes we we get stuck. And so this is what that was. I needed to kind of unstick myself. So I worked about four months. On this book, non-stop, I compiled about 25 original paintings that, for the most part, nobody nobody else ever saw. Maybe Alec, occasionally, and occasionally like a Painter Files video on YouTube that had a very, that kind of gave like a little bit of a teaser. But it's finally out. I feel so good about this. It's a, it's a decent price for an art book. It's not too much. It's not too little. Um, I think the problem a lot of people run across with finding books that are made by artists that are like self-promoted is that they are not $10, typically. <laughs> not a physical book, anyways. My, I, my, my book on, on iBooks for Apple is actually 10 bucks. So you can look at it that way. It also lets you preview it on there. You just have to search up, uh, Jinchi, and then, uh, sometime, or under my name, Joara Blake. And it's just this really rich tones, really kind of beautiful paper. Just, it's, it's a, it's a story of kind of emotion. When you look at it, you can see, like, I was going through some shit, um, but it was really beautiful Like it was a beautiful like transition Of emotion to the page All the colors It's true, true As, a, as my, one of my best friends Jenna would say True color porn It was just kind of everywhere And I feel really happy about that Like I feel like there was just no other direction That it wanted to go Not even that it could go But that it wanted to go there's all these like shapes and colors and lines and patterns and textures and just all the things that I could think to put together to make my art feel really kind of me and I feel like I really got that I got that really kind of pushed through the image onto the page just these really beautiful honest like Put together emotions. I can't wait for you to check it out, honestly. I just can't. The idea makes me beyond happy. So yeah, I, from the book and doing all these things, I figured out that I wanted to do some more stamping stuff. So I collected a whole bunch of stamping letters that I bought from a user on Etsy. <laughs> that's what i'm trying to do now i'm trying to either get stuff from stores directly in my local area only or buying them from etsy so that i'm buying them directly from actual artists who or resellers or so on and so forth trying to avoid all types of online like big stores selling anything including it including amazon i'm just i'm trying to do my part you know i feel like for a while i wasn't really sure how i could make a big difference in these things and maybe it's not even a big difference maybe it's just me doing something that i think makes me feel self-important but yeah i just think you know if you want art things buy them from the artist buy them from people who make artists who make art and so on and so forth so that's what i'm doing i'm buying some like old and used things which old and used art supplies fine with me Uh, stamps are definitely one of those things where it's just they're good they're good to they're not you know it's just a very kind of simple aspect to it but it makes me happy and that way when I do all the letter writing stuff I do for my Patreon uh, which you can find me on uh, Joar Blake on Patreon Uh, so check that out and it's just kind of One of those things that, like, it makes me feel more connected and makes me feel like I can do more fancy things with, like, little things but fancy things with, like, writing letters and doing stamps. And I even made, because I could not find a stamp pad in the entire city, and I thought it was ridiculous to order one, I looked up how to actually make one from scratch. So I used an old Altoid 10. I took a sponge, a new sponge. uh, I hot glued it to the base of it. Then I used a little acetone to to make it a little, uh, I guess... I don't really know what the acetone does. They said to use acetone. I looked up a video about it. And I think it makes it a little more flatter. And then, uh, yeah, I took a bunch of my inks, motherfucking ink, the greatest ink of all time, and I, my own made ink, and I poured it on there and it actually absorbed it really well and it works really well for the stampers. So for those who are on my list of people who get on the pen pal list of art stuff uh, you'll be getting some stampy art objects that aren't just the ones I carve out of handmade stuff so I'm excited about it though I think that's just really cool and kind of fun I recently picked up some Magic the Gathering cards I was at Target looking at pl- potted plants because uh, I just love having plants in the studio, and I need to move some of my plants to bigger pots now because they have grown so big, and so hardy and beautiful. And I need to trim them a little because they are a little scruffy, but that's okay. Uh, so I'm gonna do that later today when I get done with the podcast. But yeah, I picked up a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards. Uh, Alex, you know, I've been playing D&D, and this is kind of in the art style of D&D co- of D&D uh, Mythos. So. I just always liked them. I liked them when I was in college. I played a little bit of Magic: The Gathering. I know I'm a dork, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It was a fun way to like hang out with a bunch of people and like play games in art school with people who you normally wouldn't talk to. Uh, I was in, I was there to be a painter, so I didn't talk to the the um, art education people. I didn't have classes with them. I didn't talk to the musical production people. I didn't have class with them. But we all came together in the lunchroom or in the quad, and we'd play Magic the Gathering. I had a red and green deck, which I filled full of goblins. (laughs) Because I like goblins. I think they're funny. I always have. So, um, yeah. That is basically the gist of a lot of the things that's going on. I've repositioned the studio a little bit. It looks nice. I'll probably take some pictures and post it online on my website later. Uh jawsblakeblog.com. But yeah. Snake plant's doing well. Mochi and Tom doing well. Uh Peace Lily needs to be trimmed, like I said, but looks good. Um needs some water. It looks a little droopy. And uh yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> All right, time to take a serious tone. <sighs> so I've been putting this off for about a week now and I felt really selfish about this because I put my art book out and right after my art book came out, I found out that my one of my favorite uncles in the whole world, my uncle Eric died. He died of uh, COVID in a hospital in a uh, nursing home, nursing facility and he died like the day the book came out and i told a few people and i talked to a few but i didn't make it a big public thing because i was worried that like a dick i guess that um it would i was so excited about my book and so i was dealing with that but i didn't want to necessarily put it on blast that this was going on partially because my cousins are trying to figure out what to do because they all live in different countries and my mom is really sad and just he was just this really nice guy he was funny uh he was just he was one of my favorite uncles and they are some of my favorite cousins i have a few favorite cousins but they you know i grew up with these guys so to my uncle eric i hope you are at peace now and yeah so i'm going to tell you a funny story about my uncle because that is how i express myself with funny stories so i'm visiting my uncle in dc we've already moved to charlotte i'm up there in dc i'm coming to see my uncle we're hanging out He's telling me how he's, like, a talent scout for, like, models and stuff like that, which he was. And uh, he was also a writer for, like, sports stuff. And he also did kind of, like, um, he did a lot of the Metro and shipping container uh, design stuff for other catalog things before he got sick. Uh, he had Alzheimer's. And so his, his kind of his brain was starting to go, basically. And then he had to go to home eventually because it was kind of it was difficult for other people, partially because his kids are in other countries, partially because we we're all in our almost in our forties at this point. But this is way before then. This is when I'm a teenager, so I'm there, and he starts playing as we get into the car, he starts playing, to the slightest tipping of my ears, a little bit of music that really kind of... I'm trying to see how much of this I can get away with on the podcast. Gilberto Gil, back in Bahia. And it was just... From that, he looks over at me and he goes, Doble uh, español," And I go, I mean, a little bit, but not very much. And he goes, Por que no Espanol? No habla Espanol. And I go, I don't know. I'm in North Carolina and I don't really speak it that much anymore. And so, like, it just doesn't really come up very often. And he's like, It is the language of love. <laughs> he's like it's the language of like our people it's the language of love it is the language of all these things you have to learn like you've, you've got to have this music like on you and in you and through you like you women he's like you like girls uh, right and I'm like yeah <laughs> well the, a man who is in touch with his culture and plays the music of his culture that is not the same as like all the music that everybody else is playing around them has has a leg up on a lot of things and i was like okay and i didn't think much about it i went back to north carolina and i'm with all my friends who are from mexico and the dr and we're all talking about music and stuff and i like take go call calderon and all the stuff which is like reggae and like reggaeton at the very beginning of it beginnings of it and i start bringing up like uh su georgie and Gilberto and um, Sergio Mendes and stuff like that. And they're just like, oh, man, yeah, and, like, Cecile Cruz Cecil Cruz, and just all these things. And they were all laughing and, like, laugh, just having a good time and etc. cetera. And it's funny because there were a lot of boys who were, like, Latin boys who we hung out with. But there weren't a lot of Latin girls, Latina girls. There were, like, a few. Uh, there was a girl named Carla, and she was Puerto Rican. And I remember she got married, like, in high school to this guy named James. It was just interesting. Um, But, yeah, like, it was kind of the end that got me, helped me find my genshi, my people, in that time span. Because I felt very, like, lost and alone there in those times because, like, I had no real connection to anything. And then the music that he kind of just told me to hold close culturally to it was really kind of, it was an anchor. It was an anchor. He got me to drink my first cup of coffee, my first real cup of coffee. Uh, I stayed over his house overnight, and then, like, he made me a cup of coffee, and he was like, yeah, you put a little bit of honey in it, You put a tiny bit of, like, almond milk, if you like, um yeah just like horchata like rice milk and i was like oh this is good (laughs) and the addiction started um he was just a really great guy he was funny and he was interesting and he was always kind of like on my side and he said i was like his guy and i I always liked that i was his guy (laughs) it inspired me a lot and i shall miss him a lot actually I haven't cried about it, oddly enough. I've I've felt a lot of emotions. I felt angry. I felt sad. I felt frustrated because, like, he was an older guy who died of COVID, which means somewhere along the line, someone, I guess, just maybe didn't follow a protocol or something or I don't know. I don't want to be angry about these things. But I'm very sad for my cousins. They lost their dad. We're all, we've all been very close throughout these times, and I love you guys, and I hope you're well, and if you need me, please call. (sighs) I've been trying to figure out what I was going to say about this for about a week. okay Mm. shit (laughs) that was rough um let's meditate can we do that that sounds like something we should do just to like get get this all kind of back in the rhythms so that everything goes forward Breathe into the microphone so that people pull their faces away. (laughs) Um, Let's just concentrate on our breathing right now. We're just breathing in. We're breathing out. Just collecting all the good energy. And excelling all the stress and sadness and frustrations and everything. Just letting it go. You are not your your anger. You are not your rage. You are not your disappointment. Those are reactions. You are just energy. You are like a raindrop. Reflecting light from the sun, back into the world. I keep thinking of like Siddhartha. <laughs> so you're meditating under this giant tree, this Bodhi tree and under the Bodhi tree That's you. The rain comes and the tree protects you. And slowly but surely, the leaves stretch their arms wide and wide and wide. And protect you from the sun and the rain and the wind and all these things. You are a biosphere, a biodome. bio something bio <coughs> my point um jeez you know I thought I would be better at this at this point but I mess up every once in a while in our meditations I think it's you know this is all very heavy all the stuff that I just told you is really heavy so it's it's difficult sometimes to just get out of the feeling and let it all go Maybe that's the purpose. Maybe the purpose is to not skip the feeling, but to admit that it's a feeling you feel. Like I think the hardest part that I've grown up with in my life is that I've been around a lot of people who are in desperate need of therapy. (laughs) I myself, probably the same. but there's just this whole thing where like, we don't, we don't accept that we don't feel happy and that we're sad or that something happens and it really kind of like fucks us up and we hold it in. We don't express how we feel. I'm sad, I'm very sad. I'm excited and I'm sad and I'm a little ashamed that I'm excited. And I realize that feeling is because I'm excited about the book. I'm sad about my uncle and I'm not sure which feeling I feel more. Because he would be really proud of me for these things. He encouraged me to do all this stuff from the get-go. He told me to reach forward and go out and do these things and be great and represent our people well. And I feel like I do that. I think sometimes you have to hold your accomplishments in your hands and just give them a little squeeze, like grapes. And just acknowledge them. All the weights and all the heaviness and everything. It sits on your shoulders and you just have to kind of let it slide off and hold those accomplishments close to you and hug them and let them know that you appreciate them and you love them and be okay with some of the things that happen that are just uncontrollable people will pass it is unavoidable (sighs) we never feel like we have enough time to do anything but I think the funny part is that we Have enough time to realize that we don't have enough time So there's an irony there I just love you, galeras I think the journey is oftentimes that we are Looking forward Stepping backwards And hoping really strongly that We are accomplishing all the things we want to accomplish. And we will. It just takes a while. And that while is feels like forever, but it's not. I leave you with this. You are amazing. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. And you are doing the things on the path in which you're meant to be doing. Even if you get little setbacks, that's okay. Setbacks are not the end of you. They are only little baby steps towards the things you want as you move faster towards them. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> I love you, Galeras. I think you are amazing. I think you're wonderful. You mean the world to me. Uh, please rate and review this podcast wherever you can on anything and everything. Everything from like Google Podcasts to Spotify to Apple Podcasts, uh, Yahoo, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anything is great. Anything that helps people see us is amazing and I love you for it and thank you so much. Um, once again, you can join my Patreon at Joar Blake. You can also work on, my, on growing me to a thousand followers on YouTube. Uh, there is a lot of options on these things that we can do to kind of get everything going. Mochi is so bad. Stop it. (laughs) Stop being such a monster. He's trying to mess with my plants. Um, yeah. So, as, uh, as my bad cats have let me know, it is time to go. Uh, I love you. I hope you're well. And I will see you next time. Okay. Bye. Painter out. Ciao.